TARDIS. It can travel anywhere in time and space. And it's mine. Please. Look at this. Go on, say. Most people do. on the outside hey what's up and welcome back to smaller on the outside or as i would like to call it sotocast the first the best and the only sherlock podcast that you just can't miss that's right we are back ladies and gentlemen this is the season six finale of smaller on the outside um and this is probably the most variation we've probably ever had on the show for one season i mean we've talked about Doctor Who, we've talked about TV shows in general, ranging from a ton of different shows, and then this one's about Sherlock, so usually speaking, you know, each season has its own set of, you know, TV shows that we talk about, but this one was different. But this is the season six finale, it's the 16th episode of the sixth season, so this was actually a longer season than normally speaking, so bravo us. Um couple of announcements. Oh, my name is Dave. Uh, I will be the detective <laughs> for you this evening. <laughs> yeah, my name is Dave. I'll be the detective with you this evening. As with me, as always, is... Andy. Who is the companion still. Um, companion? So, yeah, that's be, uh, what we normally do for Sherlock. Is it? Side, sidekick. Sidekick or uh, the author or I don't know. <laughs> the, the, doc, the doctor. The doctor. Uh, <laughs> I'm the doctor. Yeah, you're the doctor, right? Wrong show. Um, but there is a couple of announcements. The first one being my computer is like dead. So what I normally uh, edit the show on is a little fried. So the, we gotta have to do with things a little bit around what we normally do. So Annie's gonna have to edit this one, sort of. Not really, but you know that's how it's gonna work until I can get another computer or something. So that's that. That's what happened. Uh, another thing, I had to I had to watch this on my Kindle. So I'm also recording this on Kindle. Well, I'm recording this on my phone, but I don't know it's all confusing. The other announcement is I've been trying to think of what the next season of Smaller on the Outside would be. Oh, um, I'm uh, if... <laughs> Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's the next season of uh, Smaller and Outside that Andy will be joining us for. But I was thinking about doing the X-Files, but it would be a one-man show podcast. Can you do the, a one-man show podcast? I I suppose I can. I used to do uh, video journals kind of like all by myself, so I feel like I can do it. I don't know. One-man <laughs> one man show podcasts can get a little boring sometimes when you don't have it anybody It can be. To. It can be. I was reading about one-man shows, and I was I was reading that uh, the real, um, the secret, the key behind doing a one-man show is uh, keep it to one subject, which this podcast is on anyways, and just keep it interesting. So keep it informative Maybe and everything. Maybe shorter so don't... episodes? Shorter uh, was one of the uh, hints to do as well. Yeah. I, I was reading about it and everything. Uh, they said keep it interesting. Uh, keep it educational, so make it so people are actually learning something. Which, it's not that hard. I was just looking at calendars for TV shows, what's coming up, 
I thought an event series for a show that was on for nine years, uh, one of the biggest cult following paranormal shows that ever is and never will be, uh, returning was probably something good to podcast on. But are you gonna be caught up? I am just now starting the eighth season out of nine. And when does does X-Files start? It's like the 23rd of this month. Oh, okay, that's not too Um, bad. Yeah, it's later on. I am less than two episodes a day that I need to keep up with, so I'm okay. I'm all right, because I'm watching more than that, typically speaking. So I should be caught up, and I should be able to watch that last movie, too. So Yeah. yeah. Is there anything else coming um, out this year? But this year, uh, as in TV shows? Do. Or what? Yeah, is there, well, not necessarily new, just... Any show that would be interesting to talk about. I I looked through my list, and the only thing I could really think of is maybe, like, Daredevil. But I don't know yeah. if that would really work. Yeah. Um, because I don't th- I don't think so. I was going through my list. I, f- I found, I mean, obviously the X-Files. And after the X-Files is done, the only thing I could see after that was the second season of Scream, which you don't watch either. No. But that's a really good show to podcast on because there's lots of mysteries and questions and theories and things like that that go along with it. Yeah, I was thinking Daredevil. I, I thought it was it was a podcastable type show. The problem is that episodes aren't released, you know, on a weekly basis like normal shows. So we would really have to sync up our watching schedules, and then that would probably slow us down too. So I don't think that would really work. Yeah. So, anyways, we're here to talk about the Sherlock one-off special. That turns out it's not a. <laughs> it's, an episode it's not a that works on its own. It's not a standalone episode. Uh, so if you no, it's like a continuation. I, yeah. So if if you were like me and uh, recommended that other people who don't watch Sherlock watch this episode because they might like you know classic Sherlock Holmes, uh, yeah, that was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, I, I didn't, it's a continuation from the series. Watch it before they did so, so I was able to stop. Yeah, I tell you what. The it starts off with a previously on. It says so far on Sherlock, and it kind of just recaps the first three seasons, um, which is great. That was a little bit of a hint that it was a continuation, but not as big as the what the the plot of the mystery is about. And as soon as the right. ha- it happens, I was like, "This is his mind palace." Yeah, and it was a. I figured that the entire episode was going to be explaining the mystery. Of the cliffhanger of season three, that's what popped up in my head almost immediately while watching it. I was like, "Oh, that's actually kind of smart," and I, I can't even believe I, I didn't even think of that before watching it because yeah, being a class being classic Sherlock didn't make a whole lot of sense, um, right? But if I it's mean, his mind palace, it does. Yeah, when when this was announced and I saw the picture, you know, at first. I saw the picture, and I'm like, okay, there's no way that they're going to actually come back to the cliffhanger after season three with this. It's just going to be some one-off, you know, alternate dimension thing. And it sort of was, in a way, but that's not exactly what it ended up Because it said alternatively, yeah. yeah. So I didn't I didn't expect that we were going to see anything more about what happened at the end of season three until next year. <laughs> right. Which, by the um, way, I, I so... believe they are starting to film... Uh, Sherlock season four very soon if not already right so like we said it's uh it's a it's a special episode that takes place in the classic era of uh Sherlock Holmes 
Um, it is an hour and a half. That was one of the questions we had going in. Mm-hmm. Meaning, if you go to the theater, it's probably like two hours because it has some behind-the-scenes stuff. Right. So, if you don't recall what happened in the last season of Sherlock, the only real thing that really mattered was the last like five minutes of the episode... Um, Sherlock was getting taken away to prison or wherever he was getting taken off to. No, he was plane. He, he, he left on the plane because if he didn't, he would have been arrested. So basically, he was skipping town. He was skipping town, and he gets pulled back almost completely immediately because there is a video footage of what's his face Moriarty, Moriarty, saying "Miss me," and of course, Moriarty is dead. <laughs> So we had the same kind of cliffhanger as the end of season two when we thought Sherlock just killed himself. So we're thinking Moriarty's actually alive, and how could this be? Because he put a gun in his mouth and blew away the back of his brains. (laughs) Which, I mean, we still haven't exactly found out how Sherlock did it either. (laughs) Right. Because they never really explained it either. No, they didn't. Although they did add a, so the, they added a tiny hint in this episode, like Sherlock started explaining it and then he stopped himself. <laughs> no, yeah, they, he started explaining what happened and then once again the tease. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, we're just never gonna figure it out, no. basically. So the beginning of this episode is like in the 1800s, but it's a re-explanation of how Sherlock and Watson met. It's almost identical. Just I thought it was gonna. I thought, I thought this episode, the way it started, I thought it was gonna be like a, a alternate version of the first episode, but then it just kind of. I thought forward. so too, but then I thought, oh wait, the title's called The Abominable Bride. That has nothing to do with the. No, first, I didn't uh, think it was gonna be the same mystery, but I thought it was gonna be basically the same meeting meeting story of Sherlock and Watson. Like we we're gonna find out that right. his cane was useless and all that stuff again. <laughs> but his cane was actually a cane because he is actually has gone to war and the long ago and the whatever the red coats are coming or whatever it is what? <laughs> no, no, right. no he was in <laughs> afghanistan again still he was in afghanistan in the 1800s <laughs> yeah it makes more sense with the modern telling <laughs> at least i think i don't know um but he meets sherlock pretty much the same exact way that he met him in the modern retelling uh sherlock is beating the corpse uh, of somebody just to see if the corpse would bruise after death um but sherlock deduces that watson is an afghanistan uh, war veteran uh just like he did in the modern retelling um, that he's looking for a roommate, just like the retelling. He says that John Watson will do, um, and says he lives at 221 B Baker Street. Right. Exactly like the retelling. It's just blah, 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 blah. It's and been, then it, they sped it along through that a little bit. It, it did. It sped along because we, we have seen this before. Uh, it's just kind of cool to see the actual way that they met Sherlock style, the right. the old school style. It skips along to the future, not the future, but the uh, a few years into the future, still, so still Basically, in the 1800s. I think we're supposed to assume that everything that happened in modern day Sherlock has happened in some form in classic in times. Because they did, they did mention the Hounds of the Baskerville instead of yeah. what happened... W- in ours, it, it was the actual 
you know, stories that actually happen with Sherlock. Yeah. It's um, just that they didn't actually go through them. So anyways, we are now going into the plot of the actual episode where the Abominable uh, Bride comes from. Uh, Sherlock and Watson, they come into the apartment and this they find that is dark and it is gloomy and inside inside the the room is a woman just standing there. She's all dressed up in black. And we are assuming that this is the abominable bride. Right. Um it's not. It's just Mary who is just being creepy apparently. But that is not the case. I can't watch the video because every time I go to the video, Andy gets disconnected. So <laughs> you have to go from memory. Andy, what happens next? All I remember next is going to uh, Holmes's brother. Mary, Obviously, that doesn't no, happen. No, Mary, uh, she tells them the story about the about the abominable bride. Oh, she actually tells them the story. Okay, so I was mixing that up with the Sherlock's brother. Yes, she tells them abominable... Okay, so the story of the abominable bride is about a bride that's just shooting guns and getting everybody's attention, saying, you, 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 and just shooting guns at everybody's, everybody's freaking out. And then she kills herself, right? Right. And then a few days later, uh, she is seen, uh, the ghost of the bride, apparently, is seen killing her uh, husband. And then she walks away, and some, like, brain matter is hanging off the back of her head as she walks away. But at the morgue, she's she's still there. She's she's still dead and clearly dead. It's just it can't be a ghost, though. That's Sherlock's stance. Of course, you have to eliminate the impossible. Um, you have to eliminate impossible. But in the way of Sherlock, they have a really awesome way because they've always been really smart with this. You know that whatever Sherlock says goes. He's always right. But at the same time, you yourself cannot explain the fact yeah. <laughs> that this actually feels like an actual ghost story. And that, yeah, that's the case with a lot of Sherlock stories. They uh, basically it, it feels supernatural throughout the, almost the entire episode, and then you know towards the end, then you finally understand. Okay, that makes sense, and then it kind of makes you want to go back and watch it again. To see everything, knowing what was really happening, and I, I right. think that's that's kind of true in some other shows. Like uh, Psych had some stuff like that, and probably Monk, and maybe even uh, House. I'm thinking yeah, those, all House those is, shows are very all uh, those are much based, based off of Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes. Holmes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> House is based completely off of Sherlock Holmes, and oh yeah, and uh, so is Doctor Who, just a little bit. Doctor Who. Slightly, slightly. Not as much as House. As, at least that's what I was reading. Um, or actually I was watching um, factoids about Doctor Who. And that was one of them. Anyways, uh, so our main mystery comes down to the fact that there's this kind of like the serial killer case about a ghost that keeps killing men. Husbands. The husbands are forever The main... The husbands of Rizabriffs. <laughs> no. Um, these husbands keep on getting killed by this ghost of this woman, but this woman is clearly dead because she's in a morgue. Clearly, that's the woman who's in the morgue. So it's all very confusing. Um, the main case comes down to the specific husband who's been warned that he's going to die. 
So he gets a uh, package in the mail that just kind of has, what was it, orange seeds or something like that? Mm-hmm. And somehow he clues in that these orange seeds means death. It's kind of like a pirate's code, the, the, the black spot. Um, it kind of acts like that, but it's just orange Basically. seeds, which is some kind of lore that came from America or something like that. That's how Sherlock explained it. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't really matter. All he knows is that he's supposedly going to die, and everybody knows the story of the Abominable Bride, and they're all fearing for their life when they see the bride, which the first night, you know, he saw just outside the window. Kind of spooked him a little bit, and when his wife looked out the window, she couldn't see her. That also makes you think actual ghost. And then the second night or whatever, they go out into their backyard. I don't know why they actually went out there. Did Sherlock say something about guilt? Uh, what are you talking? Like he felt, like he felt guilty. The, the 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 second time that they went out into the actual field where the bride was. I don't remember. He fainted. You don't remember any of this. <laughs> I'm 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 looking at the the scene here, and the next thing that happens after they uh after the woman tells them the story about um how how her husband is gonna die is they go to her place yes because i'm i'm kind of just speeding along here they go to her place and they speak to the husband who says i have no idea what you're talking about i've never heard of her and then he's like ah i didn't say it was a woman dun 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 (laughs) uh (laughs) But the, there was two, like, preluding to the fact that tonight he's going to die, but before, he just saw her, and the second night, both he and his wife saw her, mm-hmm. and that was the night that he fainted, but she actually saw the bride as well. Right. So, Sherlock and Watson, they actually go to the mansion where all this is happening at, in order to kind of stake out the crime, because... This is supposedly going to be the night that the Abominable Bride kills the man. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sherlock doesn't believe in ghosts. He doesn't think that it's going to actually happen, especially because they are there to ward off the ghost. But eventually, when the lights go out and they're going to bed, Sherlock sees the ghost. And it seems to be a ghost, too, because it shimmers away and disappears. But even at this point, I'm like, that's that's a mirror trick. <laughs> That's like you were a glass thinking that trick, the, though, Yeah, the, you were thinking the... The hologram trick. What, what, what's it called? The uh, There's a name for it. Did, did, did Sherlock mention the name of it? He did. I don't remember what he called it. I just know that we've seen this kind of trick before. Yeah. It's, it's a reflection that disappears because of the angle. Right. Um, on, on glass. Mm-hmm. Because what well, you can, it's, you can it's, see, it's, it's, it's old. You can see through yeah, the glass, it's old school but then camera you also see, see the reflection and because of the way it's angled, it, yes. it still gives you the same 3d effect as, um, an actual object in, mo- in, yeah, it's, in space would. It's basically how, um, plays would create a ghost effect. Yeah. And it's also used in, Actu- it's also used actual, in like, uh, the plays. haunted mansion and stuff in Disney. Yeah. Stuff like that, yeah. They so yeah, this is a very well known practical effect, and I'm actually glad that they used the actual way to do it too. Yeah. Instead of just explaining it away as a glass effect. Yeah. They actually did it. So and when they did it I was like, Yeah, that's that's glass. I didn't even um, I for some reason I wasn't even thinking about it. 
but at this time I was thinking Mind Palace anyway, so it could have been anything. <laughs> you know, with with the Mind Palace for all we know that you know, something actually weird could have happened in it, but <laughs> Right. So when the ghost disappears, you hear a, a really loud scream from wherever the guy who's supposed to leave die is is upstairs, and then you hear a, a window break or glass break, as we learn later. Um, obviously, I did think it was window when I heard it. I didn't even think of the fact that I just saw a glass effect yeah. and then heard glass I didn't breaking. Even, yeah, I didn't I even immediately, connect that at all. But I did immediately think window breaking because they're up there and somebody like jumped out a window or something. That's what I thought. But that's not what happens. They themselves break a window and rush to find that the guy has died with a... It wasn't a knife, was it? Was it just a knife? Uh, No, I don't... It was some weird spiky object. I don't... Weird spiky object. It was like... I, I thought it was like a piece of furniture or something used as a knife. <laughs> which told Sherlock that there was never a window that broke, that it was, in fact, a, a piece of glass with that effect on it, going on it. But when the police arrive, there's actually now a note stuck to the body that says, do-do-do-do, miss me? Ha, ha, ha. So, actually, when he was slowly walking up and he's all afraid of what the note says, I knew right then it was going to say, miss me. <laughs> I just... I, I guessed it right when he was walking towards I'm like, what else could it say? It could have had I anything to do with the case. Say, I don't me. know. <laughs> yeah, but I, I knew it was. I knew it when it came off. I was like, it's miss me. It missed me. It missed me. I, I, don't, I don't know how. I just I just figured that's what it was going to say. I feel like I'm in tune with the show now. I just know exactly how they're going to write things. <laughs> but no, I still don't know how they figure out. I, because the entire reason I'm watching this episode right now is to figure out how Mor- Moriarty killed himself, but didn't really. Right. Because that it's like explaining how it happened. And the whole entire episode, he's still trying to figure it out until the minute he figures it out. And for some reason, he just knows. I don't remember there being a figuring out pattern. He just knew at one point. Well, he kept going into mind palaces. Like, he even went in a mind palace inside his mind palace. Yeah, he did Mind Palaceception. <laughs> because in the beginning of the episode, it was also one of the reasons why I thought it was a Mind Palace. He said, I have to go deeper than I ever have before. I was like, that's Mind Palace talk. Yeah. So he goes into his Mind Palace. Because when when he's back at home, trying to figure out what happened in the case, he's met up with Moriarty. Yes. And this is also my, this is Mind Palaceception here in action. Mind Palaceception, definitely. Uh, Which I had no idea Moriarty. Moriarty was going to be in this, by the way. This entire... Well, neither did I. I'm glad he was in it, yeah. too, because I, I do like him. That might be the last time we see him if he actually is dead. He... Well, it might be... The, it'll be the last time they interact face-to-face, anyway. Unless it's another mind Maybe, yeah. But, uh <laughs> Yeah. So he's there, and this whole entire reason for this uh, scene is to try to explain why, how... Well, I already did it, how he shot himself. Um, well, actually... Uh, I'm even here. I'm sitting here trying to figure it out. We haven't figured out yet that he's... I mean, in the in, within the episode, I don't think they've shown that he's actually like in his mind palace in the plane yet, have they? No, not yet. So, in this scene, basically, he he's he's Moriarty from the past, and this is the one that got killed by jumping by getting pushed off the 
edge the of a Reichenbach waterfall, fall or whatever, which, yeah. which is similar to, you know, the Robert Downey Jr. movie, which is obviously yeah. like the book. But um, so it's it's not it entirely like that. But then it starts leading into that by the end. By the end, Sherlock right. is saying, you know, you shot yourself in the face, blah, blah. Right. So they have this whole entire conversation. Even I'm trying to figure out how he killed himself and all this. And he puts the gun before he puts the gun in his mouth completely. He puts it like on his tongue, facing up. And I'm like, "Oh, he shot in the sky," but I'm like, "That's not right. He did put it in his mouth." Yeah, I, I've um, watched that scene enough times to know that it wasn't any kind of trick like that. Right, because <laughs> we're trying to figure it out ourselves, just <laughs> like we were when Sherlock killed himself. Yep. Um. So, anyways, uh, he in the end, Moriarty shoots himself in the mouth. And he walks away with a big gunshot wound in the back of his skull. And, and Sherlock's like, how did he do it? And then, of course, this is when he finally wakes up, I think, from the uh, the In the, air- in the airplane, right? Yes. Because it landed except, and he needs to talk to them. Except as... It, this is Mind Palaceception stuff. Yeah, yeah um, this is not real. Uh, they make us think it's real. But, again, he's still dreaming. The, the two... Uh, yeah. The, like two or three times he wakes up from his mind palace is all fake. So, well, the first like the, the first, first time. few times it, it it seems like it's a continuation of him just uh, waking up and going back to sleep and waking up. But then we find out that it was all sleep, basically. It was all yeah yeah. So he wakes up and they're just kind of talking to him and he's telling uh, Mary to Google the Rigoletti case of the abominable bride. Um, trying to figure out what happened to her, where she was buried and everything, but he still needs to go back to the Mind Palace, so so he does. He just goes back to the Mind Palace. Yep. And what happens next? Okay, so then they go to the uh, the Secret Society thing. Oh, already? Okay. That's, yeah, pretty much right away. Okay, so he goes to a church, basically, and they got these, like, people who look like... Ku Klux Klan, but they're wearing black hoods instead. So yeah, okay. Mary, Mary brought them there. Yeah, she's Mary been investigating on the side as well because she's been uh, helping out Sherlock's fat brother. <laughs> yeah, which we didn't we didn't mention, but uh, we didn't really touch. He's been in th- in and out throughout the episode, but he's uh, he's he's really he's big. I'm guessing that was a. Uh, I'm guessing that's probably closer to the books version of Mycroft. Uh, well, and see, I don't really know, but I'm basing that on the Robert Downey Jr. movie because <laughs> because he, <laughs> he's yes. Stephen Fry's, you know, kind of big guy and so, Stephen Fry's a bigger guy. Yeah, so I don't know, but I don't know if they're making fun of Stephen Fry. I, no, no, I'm, I'm thinking that that no. the I'm guessing Mycroft in the books was probably a big guy. Yeah. So, yeah, she's been working on and off with him throughout the episode here, and which leads us to the cult in this church. And this is kind of the big kind of reveal scene with uh, Sherlock. He kind of ex- explains how everything worked, at least how he thinks it worked, because he's in his mind palace. I think... This is a this is a case that happened a hundred years ago. Right. I think what happens is once he sees the secret society, it clicks in his mind and he figures it out. Yeah. Okay. So he goes up. He 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 doesn't. He's not afraid of these people, even though he, they like kill people for a living. <laughs> but he goes up to them, and he explains everything. He basically says, "Okay, here's how it worked. All right. You have the the bride who fakes her death because she actually had two guns in her hand." 
and she puts one in her mouth and shoots the other one at the ground, while she had followers behind her spraying the curtains with fake blood. So she actually escapes unhurt and had somebody ready with a look-alike corpse to pull away that everybody can look at while she gets away and kills her husband. And then she has her followers kill her to make sure she proves a point that she is actually dead this whole time. And then she creates this entire elaborate hoax. <laughs> uh, this murderous hoax. Yeah. That all these followers are actually these women who have been scorned. And they just go around killing men. It's... Because it's... There was know, a specific justice. cause to it. Basically, they they don't... I'm guessing that they they don't like the way men are treating them, you know, like like uh Mary mentioned that she's trying to get women's votes, you know, to happen. Yeah. And I'm I'm guessing it's other other things like that. And uh it's a big femi- it's rights. a big uh extremist <laughs> feminist movement. <laughs> oh, it definitely is. This is how it was in the 1800s, folks. Listen up. <laughs> no, but um basically uh, I guess she so she had to fake it. To make it so, basically, she had to still be alive so that when she killed her husband, he would recognize her as her, so that everybody would be certain that she was still, you know, that she was a ghost. For and real. then the rest of the brides then wore once, the once outfit. That, they just yeah, never once, unveiled once themselves. Once that legend was put in place, they don't need to show themselves anymore. Everybody already knows, right? Right? They, yeah, they, they don't. Um, they don't unveil themselves, and I did notice that the last at least couple times that we saw the bride, I think, uh, that they didn't unveil themselves like they did before. Right. Um, yeah, so I was I'm, like, ah, that, that, that might be something that's interesting. And that's another thing about this episode that's different than the modern retellings. It's classic. It, I don't think the story te- technically is a Sherlock story, though I could be wrong on that one. Yeah, I don't know. But it feels more classic. Like, the explanations have been used before in other types of media, where it's like the glass thing or the unveiling of the bride thing. It's so simple and so classic Mm -hmm. uh, that it doesn't feel like it was written specifically for... um, well, see, see, that's the thing about so, Sherlock is a lot of the time the explanations are simple, but they're the kind of simple that you don't think about until until you get yeah. there. So it's usually really smart writing in that front. Yeah, and I find it interesting that this entire episode uh, has Benedict Cumberbatch and, and you know the the guy from The Hobbit, <laughs> Martin Freeman, <laughs> Martin Freeman, right? <laughs> you know. Um, they still have the same personalities as the modern retelling, yeah, I was the same attitudes. That as well, I thought maybe that it would be a little different. Like they would, uh, I mean, they, they. I would say Watson was a little bit different. Like he was a little slightly. It. I think it mostly came down to word usage. Yeah, word usage, the vocabulary, and some of the so- social situations that uh, happened. Like Watson had a. Uh, servant or maid or whatever and different things like that yeah so there's a couple things here and there that i'm sure that classic fans of sherlock will catch as well as modern Mm -hmm. so it's pretty cool the vocab i i did notice it was kind of hard sometimes for me to focus on it was so fast talking and then they were using different words than they used to and i had to rewind to kind of 
listen to that again because oh, I, 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 I was like, I I did. I, was, I don't know. It might have been just how it was, but pretty. It, it's all really smart too. Anyways, at the cult place, Moriarty shows up again as one of the abominable brides, <laughs> um, saying that Sherlock, 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 listen to me. None of this makes sense. You're wrong. You're wrong. None of this makes this, any sense. None of this is real. It doesn't make any sense because none of it's real, man. It's none of it. None of it's no, real. So none of you, it makes you sense. Didn't catch that. None of this makes what? any sense. Right, Doctor Who. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's right. None of this makes any sense. All right, I'm out. Well, it kind of happens too. I'm out. He goes back into or out of the uh, mind palace for a sec. To uh, dig up the real Abominable Bride. Because he's looking for the corpse. Because he feels like he, he needs to uh, make sure that he was right. He's looking for the corpse that she faked uh, in order to do all this. And for some reason he thinks that they'd be buried together. To hide the evidence, I'm guessing. I don't know. To hide the evidence, I guess. But why wouldn't they just burn the body? In my opinion, I think that's what happened more like. They kept the real one, burned the other one. Yeah. And for a hundred-year-old corpse, <laughs> they she was wasn't looking too bad because I feel like it would be complete skeleton. Period. Yeah, but there was still skin and there was maggots and there's it felt newer than a hundred years old. Yeah, it didn't seem quite right for a corpse. But maybe that was Mind Palace talk again. I don't know. True. Yeah, it was. Yeah, in the end, we find out this is again not real because the corpse starts coming to life and then he wakes up in yes, at the right fall it, it uh yeah the actual skeleton starts getting up and attacking them so. <laughs> yeah and then he wakes up and it then he wakes him up back. at the right yeah. falls with uh he wakes him up, the actual yep, one. and he wakes up the actual one the waterfalls yeah. um he he finds moriarty standing there and it's like it comes down to the two of us and they're about to actually fist fight because did you notice that they like know that I, I think some of the lines he used there were some of the same lines that Robert Downey Jr. used before they fought in the end of the second movie as well. I I thought it sounded a little familiar. Yeah. Um, I have to go back because they again. are they they are their uh, intellectual equals. Yeah. Um. So the only thing that they have left really is to fist fight. Right. Which and... I mean that that didn't exactly fit with this show because. Benedict Cumberbatch's Sherlock has never really been a fighter. Never been a fighter, but the classic one was. I was waiting to see slow-mo uh, Mind Palace <laughs> fighting like Robert Downey Jr. does. Um, but he was a little bit of a wimp in this one. He just kind of got a beating, and then he he gave Moriarty a wimpy beating, too. And it, it was a... I mean, I, I was hoping for something awesome, but it you know it was whatever it was. <laughs> And then John I Watson, think this, this, he, he this shows whole up. scene is uh, symbolic a little bit. Symbolic, Basically, okay. Sherlock um, is getting beaten down because he's his mind is getting beaten by the idea of Moriarty being back. And then right. Watson comes and helps him and, and kills uh, Moriarty, basically getting rid of that problem out of Sherlock's head. That's what I think it is. Okay. No, that's fine. Yep, that's probably right. Mm -hmm. As well as being a copy of the the falls or whatever. But that's why I that's then why Watson, I think he was getting beaten yeah. down. And then Watson shows up because Sherlock is more than one person. He and uh Watson are a team. They're kind of like one character. Mm -hmm. 
So together, they can beat Moriarty. Watson shows up, points a gun at uh, Moriarty, and instead of shooting him, walks behind him and kicks him into the falls. And then Watson's like, hey, listen, Sherlock, listen, I'm a storyteller. I know I'm in one. (laughs) (laughs) So he's going, Sherlock says, in order to wake up from his his nap, his uh, mind palace nap, he needs to do the kick from Inception and fall. <laughs> and you know what I thought at this moment? He's falling through the air. He's in his mind palace. We're going to see how he did it, how he escaped the the fall. I was thinking the same <laughs> thing, but no, no, no. Mm-mm. No, of course Definitely not. Definitely not. It's, there was more hints about that, too. Yeah, earlier like, when they were you digging, know more than... when they were digging up the body, uh, he, he mentioned something about how Molly... Helped him find a, a fake body, a corpse, yeah. a fake corpse, and then he and yeah, then uh, Moriarty said earlier, "You should know better than anyone. It's not the fall that kills you; it's the land." Yep, that too. So there's two uh, mentions of his personal fall, um, but that doesn't mean anything to us. Nope. Anyways, uh, before he falls down, uh, Watson says, "How how do you know that this is gonna work?" And then. For the first time, I think, that Sherlock has ever said it in the show, he said, Elementary, my dear Watson. Yeah. <laughs> so he had to say it, um, because that's, that's classic, and you can't have Sherlock not ever saying it. So I'm glad that they did. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's good. Good way to do it. And then he jumps, and he jumps, and he wakes up for real from his mind palace. Or so we think In no. the plane again. <laughs> Yes, for real. <laughs> in the plane again. And then he comes out of the plane, and they ask him how Moriarty's still alive. And he's like, no, of course he's not still alive. You can't shoot yourself in the head and come back from that. <laughs> um, but he, then he says, but what's more important is I know what he's going to go do next. <laughs> so is this going to be Which like is, a, a saw thing, do you think? A saw thing? Like where, where this, he dies and then he st- has other things planned or whatever? It could be. Saw did different things because... The guy is dying and everything, but he had plans way after he died, too. But then he had um, copycat followers and things like that right. who either followed his plans or came up with their own, which went away from his original whatever. Saw was interesting in that aspect, but I don't know how they're going to do sh- with Sherlock because Sherlock is never really super predictable. You might predict things here and there, but be off completely when talking about something else. Mm-hmm. And Moriarty is very, very smart. Um, and he is somebody who would have plans far after his death. I mean, I don't think Moriarty would have killed himself if he didn't have plans set in motion. Right. So that makes sense. But see, it, it's just like when I watched this episode. Now, why are those from plans Big... just happening two years after afterwards? <laughs> I don't know, because we need Moriarty. No, uh, I find this this show has one thing that is always constant, and I'm always questioning it every single time, and I'm always wrong. Sherlock says one thing. Sherlock's never wrong. He never is wrong. He says one thing. He's like, it can't be, you know, it can't be ghosts. Right. He has to be dead. And I'm thinking, there's a slight possibility that he could be wrong. So I'm always questioning Sherlock. I'm right, like, you're, yeah. you're like, you're. He's, I think that's the idea. You're, you're Watson. You know, 
you're, 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 you, because, yeah, it's, it's narrated by Watson anyways, yeah. so you're supposed to kind of be in his mind as the show progresses. Right. So you're always asking yourself, or you're, you're, you're just always questioning Sherlock's motives or his reasonings, and you're always like, no, 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 this one time, he's going to be wrong. <laughs> because you can't be perfect all the time. You're going to slip up. And every single time you think that's the moment he's going to slip up. Uh, this episode, you're like, oh, no, this is actually going to be a ghost episode. Right. Oh, no, Moriarty, it's not really dead because he's smarter than you, Sherlock. He's actually alive. Or, you know, there's actually these mutant hounds uh, in the Baskerville. Or, or yes, the mutant hounds of Baskerville. And all these different the, things. You know, the... Have. The demon dogs, yeah, yeah. Demon and dogs. every season has something like mm -hmm. it, but you're like, you can't be either, because Sherlock's always right. <laughs> I think it's partially because you watch this, then you watch Doctor Who, where Doctor <laughs> right, Who's right. almost, and, uh, the Doctor's always right. you know right, they're both Stephen Right, the Doctor's always right, too, but sometimes the Doctor is wrong. Sometimes the Doctor can't save people, right. uh, which is why, in the end, you know... Clara happened with Clara and everything. Yep. So, but it didn't really. So I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Never mind. And then um, we can't forget the last scene of the show. Oh, the it went back to the <laughs> it went back to his mind palace. Or did, or did it? it? I don't Was know. This, so basically, it goes back to the classic times, and and Sherlock has just explained about airplanes and and technology and things to Watson. Basically, the idea is Sherlock just woke up from this, you know, drug induced dream. This is the he, this is like the Inception episode. <laughs> and he just you're like okay. He just he just imagined the entire future. Everything we saw about Sherlock for the first three seasons was all in classic Sherlock's mind. <laughs> right. That's right. Exactly. Uh, yeah, the modern retelling is all <laughs> classic, um, his mind palace. I think that's kind of a, a funny explanation for why there would be a cla uh, modern day Sherlock Holmes if, if you wanted one. Yeah, because, <laughs> yeah, that's true, because one of the times in the middle of the episodes when he woke up from his mind palace, it was, he's waking up in the actual mind palace, and he's like, you were there, and you were there. <laughs> it was like, it was like the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. So, um... So which one? So when it comes back uh, in in two thousand sixteen or whatever, which yeah, which who, one is the actual which one, mind palace? Is it, is it going to be the classic or is it going to be the modern retelling? <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, I I, I have added uh, this abominable bride to my uh, Amazon wish list. <laughs> of course, those of you who are listening, you can look me up <laughs> um, and buy me. Do you have your address address on there? Uh, I might have to put it in. I don't know. Um, but I do own all the, the three so do I. before that, so <laughs> so it would be good to have that one as well, because this is the thing that connects the two seasons. Though, now, technically speaking, you probably don't even have to watch this in order to watch the next season. I think you do. You think you, think do? you do? Because it... it because... That's, that's yeah. a, that the thing at the end is he knows that, that Moriarty <laughs> is dead, and he knows what's coming next. I think if you don't know that already... That's gonna be a. I mean, I, I, maybe you could go through with it, but I think you're you, you're missing a big part of the, big chunk of the story if you do that. Right. But I mean, okay. So Sherlock says he knows what he's gonna do next. What, based on what we saw in the Abominable Bride, what could that be? 
He's gonna go kill his ex-wife. <laughs> that that girl, that, which, would, which would be that what, girl that, that was would be his, Molly, wouldn't it? Or, uh, I was gonna, oh, I was gonna say, it, but he, it could be uh, he, that girl that who, who was in that apartment. Or? Yeah, where he said he where he said he was just an actor, you know, and yeah, maybe that. No, that I, I I think he would go after Molly over that. Yeah. Because he was dating Molly for the oh, that's was right. it the first season? It was just in like yeah, just on the third episode of the first season, I think. Yeah, um, he was dating her. So if you're basing it completely off of this, he's going after Molly. Could be. Um, it, I don't know what else this episode would. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe he has a cult following right. him. Yep. Uh, like a Ku Klux Klan thing. Well, secret uh, society. <laughs> Which we knew he had his people. He did, yeah. He did have followers. All gonna... we, did, we did see that in the beginning of season three. So we know that much. Yep. Other than that, I can't really think of what this episode would teach us about season four. Probably very little. <laughs> He's going after the crown, the queens. Didn't he? Ar- <sighs> did, I mean, he already did that, though, right? He did already try that. Yes, he did. <laughs> I mean, he's he's going after the queen. I don't know, completely. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or the uh, prime minister. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. He's he's going in. He's going after the TARDIS. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be a crossover episode. No, that's never going to happen. Oh, okay. Even though it's supposed to Steve Moffat. Steve Moffat. Stephen Moffat. This episode was Stephen okay. Moffat and Mark Gatiss. The fat man. Good episode. I I really a lot I liked better it a, a lot, lot better than, than I thought, I thought it, would. it would be. Yeah, I I I thought it would be uh, this one-off special that I was just be like, okay, that was that was fine. Probably a little bit. Yeah, weird. I was a bit. Um, I was disappointed when when I heard that it was gonna be you know a classic Sherlock. You know, I, I thought that would be cool, but that's not what I wanted to see after the end of season three. No, <laughs> definitely not. We wanted a continuation, and thankful we actually got a continuation yeah. that explained just a tiny little bit more, but not fully what we we're still waiting f- for the big the big bang, I guess. Yeah. Um. So that'll probably be in the fourth season. But yes, I thought it was just going to be Which weird. Which will almost certainly um, be just kind of an okay next thing next year. Maybe the end of this year. That would be nice. We got it like in November. Uh, probably or something. not. I don't know. Yeah, with Doctor Who, we'd be right in the middle of Doctor yeah, Who, I don't know. so probably not. Yeah. Um. So I didn't know what to expect. I thought when we podcasted, it was going to be a real short thing and wasn't going to really talk too much about anything. But it was actually a very decent episode. I was delightfully surprised. Yeah. You know what bugs me about this episode, though? I believe they said that they had finished editing it sometime around like April or May and it was ready to air then but they were just waiting for the BBC to find out when they wanted to play it I don't know how they do it even with this podcast who which I have the special um Soto Sunday feature which is supposed to only feature on Sunday sometimes if I finish it on Saturday I'm like screw it I'm posting it right now so I don't know how these people and how did wait the spoiler, several how did the months spoilers not get out or maybe they did and I just didn't see them but from what I was I reading in discussions, people no. did not know that this was going to be a, a linking episode like it was. That's that's very it's a very surprising yeah. fact. So yeah, usually, especially with these British shows like that, people just like to um, just spoil everything. And I'm I'm glad that they didn't. I thought this was a pretty good episode. Yeah. So it's a good way to start off the new year. Indeed. 
What do you think of the possibility of Sherlock coming back before Doctor Who? I am a little concerned if it was coming on the same exact day. No, I'm saying what uh, what if what if Sherlock came back, did all three episodes, and then Doctor Who came back like in 2017 or something. <laughs> I I like Doctor Who more for the most part. Um, so I I would be sad that it didn't come back. Um, when I wanted because it to. I know they're about to, they're either already started filming or they're about to start filming Sherlock right now, and then I think next month they're gonna start filming Doctor Who, unless that gets okay, pushed back. Okay, so and last year they so started is... filming Doctor Who in January. Yeah. So if if they're filming Doctor Who after Sherlock, maybe they're gonna air it after Sherlock too. I doubt it. I think that it's coming back in 2016 because you saw the beginning. It said 2010, 2012, and 2014. You keep on going on with that, it'd be 2016. Yeah. Anyways, I, I was just looking up. I, was, I wanted to make sure exactly what day uh, X-Files came back. And it's going to be weird for Soto Sunday because X-Files comes back on Sunday. Um, it'll be airing on Sundays. Uh, it starts on the 24th. Obviously, I don't think I can uh, record and finish a podcast the same day. Maybe I can. It depends on when it airs, but it's going to be airing at night, and it might be difficult to get out before midnight. Uh, Watson's blog has not been updated. <laughs> it might not for a while. It might not until the, the actual Blu-ray for this is released on the 12th. The last one on there is The Sign of Three. Is it? Yeah, he didn't even do one for the uh, the last one, I guess. Yeah, the uh, the actual Blu-ray slash DVD for the Abominable Bride comes out on the twelfth of January. Yeah. So that's pretty quick. Look out for that. It's pretty quick. I actually thought it <coughs> would be this week, but it's, don't they usually come out the same week? Well, uh, sometimes they do. Sometimes it's much later. So I don't know. Like I think, like the when's the Doctor Who Christmas special coming out? Oh, I thought it was already out. Uh, let's see. Husbands of River Song comes out February twenty third. Wow. Yeah. See, that's what I was thinking. I think you can get it. You can get it on digital already, though. Oh, I'm so. sure. Obviously, like, yeah. Like Amazon has it. Like you know, the night, the same night it airs. Anything does. Uh, Google Play has yeah. it. Vudu has it. Everything has it. So. so anyways, so the 24th is when the X-Files begins, which is probably what I'm going to do a one-man show podcast on. Um, the complete ninth series is not out yet. Yeah. That's not out until April. Of course not. That makes no sense. Why would the Christmas special be out before before the ninth series? Because it's a special thing. Is it going to include the Christmas special on the the complete ninth series? Oh, it does. It I does know. include it. Interesting. I wonder if the fourth season of uh, Sherlock DVD is going to include this. See, yeah, that's why I would be hesitant to get it, but I'm going to guess probably not. I, I wouldn't think it did. Technically speaking, on different TV uh, show and episode apps that I have, uh, named this uh, Season 3, Episode 00. So it's like a special for season three instead of four. I would have called it episode four then, not <laughs> not zero, because that, that it takes it out of order. Well, those are the special episodes, right? The zero zero. Well, then stuff. it should have been four four um, zero zero. You know. 
I don't know. Like, I think uh, Husbands of River Song was, was season 9, episode 13. No, it's, it's Husbands of River Song's season uh, 4, zero, zero, or whatever. No, no it said... Because it's uh, technically season, or season, whatever, season uh, 10, zero, I zero, saw 9.13, so maybe yeah, maybe it's both. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but like I said, the X-Files comes back on the 24th. I'm going to try to do a one-man pod, a show podcast, and if that works, then maybe I'll do another one make sure you li- later on sure in the year. Make sure you listen to it back, and, uh, I mean, I guess you have to because you edit it, but I was going to say, make, make right. sure it's not boring. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if it works out all right, then maybe I'll do one again later in the year before Doctor Who returns. Maybe not. I don't know. For what? Um... For, like, Scream or something, because Scream's a good show to talk about, because it has, like, mystery and uh, theories and things like that every single episode. Plus, I like it a lot. Anyways, uh, I'm not sure when that will come out. I'm gonna... It depends on when they air it on Sunday, but if I can actually record it and just do a quick edit and get it out the same day, I will. Otherwise, I guess probably, um, maybe Monday... Unless I want to wait a whole week, I don't think I want to. <laughs> yeah. So it'll probably be Monday or something when I actually get that out later on this month. Other than that, this is the season six finale of Smaller on the Outside. Do you have anything else to add, Andy? Uh, no. No. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> thanks for tuning in to Smaller on the Outside. Make sure you like we'll us. See you and in about a year. And subscribe to us. Andy will see you in about a year. I'll see you in a couple weeks. Send us a like and comment on our stuff. My name is Dave, and I was the detective with you this evening. I'm Andy, and I'm the doctor. (laughs) Andy's the doctor. And uh, I guess we'll catch you uh, next time, whenever that is. So peace out. Peace out.